And we're back with the Faerun 3 plus Boney Danza. Yeah. Oh, I just 3 featuring Boney Danza. <laughs> it's like after the breakup of a band, they lose a member and then they bring in someone else, but they're never quite as good. Yep. Boney Danza could never fill the shoes. Of Hella. Of who? Of Hella. Yes. I'm not familiar Kate. with that name. <laughs> Until the all times I, change. All I have is the multiverse brings her back. So this is rare. It has only been one week since we I, last recorded. I actually remember what happened last time. Yeah. I remember that I have to swap out my dice because those ones were rolling like butts. Did you actually swap them out? No. Uh, um, yeah, I'm going to use my spruce dice today. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh yeah. All those, those ones led me to death, so I don't know, but we'll see. <laughs> it was an epic death, though. It was. Get my dice ready. All right. So, yeah, after last time you guys dispatched an orc scouting party, and you very stealthily dumped their bodies in the forest and uh, covered your tracks... I believe last time you were looking for an alternate entrance to Kundrakar. So you learned that some orcs have kept a section of the mountain caves as their home. Um, and you studied Darius's notes that told you about an orc tunnel that was made during the siege. On the east side. Yes. Um, so you're hoping to find that entrance. Um, avoiding the local orcs, and you're going to have to make your way through some dense mountainous forest if you plan to find this thing. So I know, Matt, you had asked earlier when the last time you rested, and uh, it's been it's probably been quite a long day. It's, it's getting late. The sun's starting to go down, and you guys are going to have to start by making some uh, nature or survival checks to see how well you do finding your path through this um, harsh terrain. So let's get some rolls. We're all rolling for each of those things? You can you can choose which one you would like, nature or survival. 14. 9. I also rolled a 9 for survival. So Cass, seems like you're the only one who's got a decent sense of where you're going. Um, luckily, I would assume you're pretty comfortable in uh, deep wilderness environments. So leading the other two along, I think it's going to take a little bit of extra time. Um, you spend a few hours at it and slowly work your way um, around the mountain onto the east side. You've managed to find a bit of a, a vertical surface that might likely hold the cave, but you're all going to have to roll perception checks to see how well you do. Eleven. I got a twenty. Twenty-two. Wow. So, um, yeah, the two of you, both Hugo and Cass, you managed to find a tunnel entrance that is completely choked with brush and debris you could probably pretty easily clear it to try and squeeze through and with both of your high perception checks you also notice in the area that there are footsteps kind of like webbed uh footstep almost like duck feet but uh much bigger can we roll some sort of check on that 
Sure, you want to try and, like, analyze the footstep, see what creature might have made it? Okay, so I think, like, a nature check would be pretty good for that. Possibly history, if you know something about the area, but... Let's start with that. I got a 19 for history. 15 for nature. I got a 6 for nature. <laughs> okay, tree man. <laughs> yeah. This could be pretty likely. There's caves. There's some dampness coming from the cave. Your your best best would probably be something like a troglodyte. Fairly common creature. I kind of thought that was the ish thing. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Is it going from this entrance? I thought this entrance was like... Choked off. Yeah. <laughs> well, it is choked off with brush, but uh, it's... A six-foot tunnel, it's about four feet wide. Yeah, there is a lot of brush growing in it. Um, but you think you'd be able to still squeeze through. In terms of, like, the structure, it still seems uh, sound. But does it seem like the footprints are, like, coming out of or going into the cave? Or does it seem like they're more just... Around the uh, area. They travel both ways, in and out of the cave. Yeah. And do they seem like fresh footprints? Like, relatively new? Uh, some of them do. Quite a range. There's a very, like, skinny path that kind of forces its way through the brush. Other than that, there's no signs of any path that got you here. No signs of orcs. No signs of, like, um, anything kind of making a permanent structure or home. Like, no intelligent design to this, but just some paths and a very uh, bushy entrance into a cave. <laughs> and just... <laughs> Just for my own knowledge. <laughs> Sorry. That is really uh, we already no, talked so about thick brush that we had to try and find our way in. Uh, Bushy cave. This, cave. this cave is au natural. Um, for my own knowledge, troglodytes, are they like... Uh, they're like, what, neutral evil or something? Are they evil creatures? More or less? Yeah, okay. they're they're evil. Okay. They explode on spikes. They're kind of like animalistic, not super intelligent. They just want to eat anything that's alive that they can kill. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, yeah, it's taking you some time. It's uh, almost dark. There's no light that you can see coming from within the cave. Um, But you have managed to find some sort of entrance. Cass will kind of, as we discuss these footprints and sort of agree on troglodytes cast kind of shutters and, and you know I don't like the idea of these these things being around us but you know it looks like we've got our entrance I think we should try and see if we can get in through here and maybe maybe see if we can I don't know fortify it a little bit or see if we can sort of make a, a sort of a spot to camp for the night what do you guys think we're going to be attacked. It does seem plausible. Either in there or out here. I say we penetrate this bushy cave and find out what's inside. <laughs> uh, is it a damp cave? Yes, he already said that. Oh. It is. I actually did already <laughs> say that it's quite damp. <laughs> so it should be pretty easy to make our way in <laughs> Well, that is the question. If you guys are choosing to enter, how would you like to go about that? 
I have a question. Uh, so what is Hugo wearing right now? Like you've been going through the forest, all of you, for like a, a fair amount of time here. <laughs> it's a latex suit. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, I thought I had like a piece of shit, um, like overcloak that I got from, what is that town? Oh yes, you did pick up a bunch of thick animal fur clothes. Mine is two yeah. sewn together. <laughs> yeah, um, so it's kind of like very utilitarian. I wanted it to look, um, like not fancy, um, just so that if we did get spied by the orcs, they would be like, oh hey, there's a rich target. Oh yeah, your normal finery would have drawn too much attention. Mm-hmm. I'm still wearing it, it's just concealed. <laughs> okay. Alright, so, uh, yeah, Hugo, you push on ahead. It's probably about uh, five or eight feet through this, this tunnel. Um, and when you reach the other side, so you see a large cave. There's... Some some fungus growing, some faint bio, bio, uh, bioluminescent uh, light, um, but it's quite dark in here. Do you guys have any light source or I cast light on my to... shield? I have dark vision. I stand close behind Hugo so I can see. <laughs> <laughs> All right, he's cuddling, so... and I'm just like walking ahead. <laughs> Your magical shield casts light, and you see several passages that branch away from uh, this large, high-ceilinged cavern. So, to the north, there's a carved square-mouthed tunnel um, that shows that someone has been at work in the caves. There is a gate that you can see of rough-hewn timber uh, blocking what looks like a passage to the northeast. And then three other passages wind off towards the south into blackness. There is a heavy animal smell that lingers in the air. When you say animal smell, is it just like like the normal kind of like smell of whatever, like damp fur and whatever? Cass, you take a big whiff. Yeah. All right. It's like a bestial smell. Like something probably familiar since you're a nature boy can i can i roll a like a check to see if i can actually identify like what kind of beast it might be sure what am i rolling here nature nature yeah 13 with a 13 i'd say it smells common to you like a fairly common forest creature something something you've probably like seen before okay but you can't tell exactly sure not with a 13 should have known that once we got into this damp, bushy passage that there'd be a stinky tunnel to the south. <laughs> Tom's just like, why am I doing this? <laughs> okay, so uh, so to recap, there's three tunnels to the south-ish that look like totally... They're like natural kind of cave yeah. tunnels that just wind and into darkness down to the south. There's one that has a, a like a rough wooden gate. And then Yeah, so that's open it's like a that... you're in a big open cave in the middle. To the south is the tunnels. To the north uh, on the left there's kind of there is another tunnel but it's been cut, it's been maintained a bit, you know, there's leveled stone and on kind of the right side of the north there is a big wooden gate. 
uh, or, or door there. And those are two separate tunnels. Yeah, they're two separate paths to the north or the three tunnels to the south. But otherwise, you're in this open cave entrance. Does the one that's like square look like, does it look like it's dwarven, perhaps? That would be a sensible assumption. That's the one that doesn't have the gate? It's not the finest craftsmanship. It, it is kind of, you know, a little roughly hewn into the stone. If only we had a dwarf companion. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty common to hear tales of their their intricate stonework, and this doesn't like it's not as nice as the citadel. It's pretty it's pretty rough. It definitely doesn't have the craftsmanship that you would expect, like what, what you saw in the citadel. Right. Here's my thoughts, because we don't want to go into the where the orcs went, because we're not trying to go up into the now orc village, right? Mm-hmm. So we would want to stay away from anything that looks like they dug and got up to there or well, entered that way. And that looks currently maintained. Right? Yes. But they had said that they, like the orcs had said that they sealed off mm-hmm. the way to the inside of the mountain. So, would, so I don't think we're in danger of of um, coming, like just wandering into their community unless we like break through some kind of barrier. Would that be like the wooden gate? I don't think that's much of a seal, to be honest. <laughs> I mean, you've met orcs, but yes. So the question is then, is the seal further like north from here, or is it further south in those tunnels? Because they were trying to seal something into the tunnels, right? They said there was like creatures or whatever. Yeah, I don't think the orcs would be afraid of troglodytes, though. Yeah, you know? True. It's got to be something worse. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I would think that it's got to be one of the two northerly tunnels. What was, so, sorry, the one that that is currently gated, that's not the one that you're saying that looks dwarven? No, it's just um, like a wooden gate built into uh, natural stone. The orcs found the back tunnel and were able to infiltrate the the dwarves through it. So whichever one looks dwarven, presumably that's the one that the orcs went through and would be currently residing in, right? Make sense? Yes. No? Wait, but they're not residing in it. Like, they've gone all the way through and up and out. Like, they're on top of the mountain, basically. I don't think they're in it. Well, but they've built, like, a stronghold and everything, right? Which is what the dwarves had before. That's how they got through, because they didn't come through the, the gate that we went to originally, because it was fortified. They came back through and went through this way and were able to make their way up through. I'm going to go up and knock on the wooden gate. And they yell, hello! <laughs> uh, okay, Hugo, you're, with your shield alight, you work your way across the cave towards That's the gate. thorn move if there ever was one. What are you guys doing as he moves? Because he's coming. the light source right now. Well, I don't need to see I have dark vision, but this seems like a fun idea. Guys, I'm scared. <laughs> I can't see anymore. As you approach the gate, and uh, you, how much, how far does your, how much far does light project from your shield? Far enough to preempt whatever it is you're about to say. Ah, fair enough. <laughs> no, 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 let me see. <laughs> it's like thirty feet, isn't it? It's just like bright light for ten or twenty feet, and then dim light for another. Um, it is bright light in twenty foot radius, and dim light for an additional twenty feet. 
Oh, and it's a good radius then, too. It's not just in front of you. Okay. It's a huge radius. It's a great radius. It's huge. Nobody's radius is as good as our radius. One of the best radiuses, people are saying. <laughs> I had someone come up to me and say, Sir, it's such a good radius. <laughs> We're never actually going to get anywhere through this bushy tunnel. <laughs> Well, this is why I had to make the executive decision. We were just going to, like, hum and haw until Tom attacked us with something. So, yeah, okay. I'm walking up. Do I notice anything? I'm going to, like... I remember my encounter with the scythe that took a chunk out of my forehead um, in the other place. So, I'm going to be wary of any, like, anything that looks trap-like. Yeah. You know what, Tim? You know, I'll just cut to the chase. You're, you're walking through the sound of footsteps and silence, maybe some dripping water... You're storming up the courage to approach this wooden gate, and it swings open in front of you. Yes! <gasps> I mean, what? You hear a loud roar, and a bear charges out of it. Oh, snap! This is a bear trap? Roll initiative! <laughs> it's a bear trap! <laughs> we haven't had a bear trap in years! 20! 15! Uh, 7! I have to roll some dice, and I also got a seven. Apparently I was very taken back by a bear. Whoa, bear. Uh, can everyone roll a perception check? 16. 20. 11. Uh, Cass, you notice beside the uh, now open door is a troglodyte that you didn't see before. Its skin kind of provides a natural camouflage against the stone. Gross. Is this their pet bear? I don't know. I don't speak troglodyte. Hey, hey you. Hey, talk to the bear. So yeah, the bear roars. Uh, the troglodyte stands. And it is Cass's turn to go. Oh god. Talk to the bear. Such confliction. Such confliction! Uh, this is just... Okay. Can I, This is just like a normal looking bear, right? Uh, it's a brown bear, if you want to get specific. Troglodyte bear. Big old brown bear. Okay, so I'm the only one who's noticed the troglodyte? Yes. And it's... What, like, how far away from me? Uh, from you guys, probably about 15 feet. Okay. Um, it's gonna be hard. Okay, I'm going to yell at the bear <laughs> um, using speech of beast and leaf, and I'm gonna I'm gonna just say, uh, please, we mean you no harm. We won't hurt you, but I will hurt him. <laughs> and I'm gonna run over to the troglodyte and uh, swing my club actually wait not my club my quarter staff but I'm, I'm sure that shillelagh is worn off so i'm gonna just cast shillelagh again mm-hmm. yeah that's uh, a cantrip for you right yeah, and yeah it's a bonus action so i'm gonna do that and then swing it at the trunk tonight okay um, just before we see how well you swing at this troglodyte can you accompany your little speech to the bear with a animal handling check and you can do it with advantage because uh you actually talk to it that's gonna be a 24 yeah okay <laughs> good okay. to know uh swing away with 
That's going to be a 23 to hit. Yeah. Wow, yeah. These dice are kicking the other dice's ass, by the way. <laughs> uh, it's a good start. Yeah, the D8, not so much. Um, that's going to be four bludgeoning damage. Good hit. Uh, yeah. And I've got my shield out as well. Excellent. I think I never put it away from before. <laughs> Next up in initiative is Hugo. Okay, so I've heard Cass talk to animals before. So I'm going to... Is it reasonable that I would conclude that he's said something to the bear? Well, you have to talk to it out loud, right, Cass? Yeah, and I just... It's just in common. Like, it's just that it gives... I th- Well, I think it's in common. I don't know if it says, actually. I think it just gives the ability of the animal to... Uh, Understand. Like understand your language, the, yeah. The ability to communicate. They can understand the meaning of your words. Yeah, so I'm just speaking in common, but they have the ability to understand me. Have I ever seen it work before, though? Yeah, with the wolves. <laughs> uh-huh. When he left the That's man true. on the side of the yeah. road. Oh, right. Very early on. Right, right. Very, very early on, yeah. Cool. All right. So... Yeah, right now it's just standing in the gate. It definitely uh, looked at Cass when he talked to it. And right now it's just kind of scanning the room. Sorry, I missed it. What was the outcome of Cass's attack on this troglodyte? You hit him real good. Mm-hmm. Still alive? Oh, yeah. Do I see it now that Cass has hit it? Yeah, for sure. Firebolt. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that's a 20, not a natural. Yeah, that's going to hit. Three points of fire damage. Boom. Nice. Yeah, the flaming ball crosses the room. Kind of shedding light as it goes. Um, as it gets close, it kind of blocks its eyes from the light, and it gets in there. You said three damage. Mm-hmm. Just getting warmed up. Yeah, sears them. All right. Um, Thorn. A creature from behind you clamps its jaws down on your shoulder. Cool. It's a nineteen hit. Damn. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Oh, you've just been bitten by a troglodyte. Ugh. You bit? You bit? That's disgusting. It does four damage to you. <sighs> now that it landed its bite, there's going to be some clawing at your back. <clears throat> a 12? Does not pierce my armor. Okay. He's, he claws away, but your armor defends you. It's that extra cape that I bought myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up is you, Thorn. Cool. Well, I'm going to stab the guy that's on my back. The one who just bit me. Yep. By doing, like, a cool pull out my rapier and, like, reach behind me to stab him in the ribs. All right. Why is your dice mask so squeaky? I don't know. That's what I was wondering. <laughs> Ow. Uh, 15 to hit. Yep, that'll hit. Uh, ten damage. Oof. Wow. That severely injured it. And does Boney get to go? Yes, he does. I even <laughs> sent you a little sheet for Boney. Yeah. <laughs> Watch out, guys. Here comes Boney dancing. Uh, twelve? Yeah, that's gonna hit. Nice, Boney. So Boney uses his long sword just one-handed. So 1d8 plus 2. So 4. Oh, Boney manages to cut him down, and the filthy troglodyte that bit you falls dead. Yes. 
But one still remains. And he is going to attack Castan. Does that 10 hit? No. So the bite misses. And he claws at you twice and also misses. <laughs> Little bitch. <laughs> uh, the brown bear, seeing how quickly one of these troglodytes already fell, um, just takes kind of a five foot step backwards and ends the turn. And so it goes back up to Cass. Uh, okay, so I'll kind of notice that the bear takes a step back, and I'll just try and maybe say something reassuring to the bear, like, this is a good boy. <laughs> and then I'm going to swing my quarterstaff at the troglodyte again. 17. Yep, that's, that definitely hits. Do some damage. Uh, that's going to be seven bludgeoning. Seven. That is just enough. Describe how you take this guy down. Well, after it tried to bite me and scratch me twice, I figure it kind of like came right at me and swung its arms and I, I saw the bear take a step back and so I sort of maybe pivot as it's swinging its arms and I just bring my club down on this thing's head and just crush it. Yeah, it falls with a wet splat. And I'm going to end initiative for you guys, unless you want to stay in it. This uh, brown bear will kind of back up into what you guys can now tell is uh, the pen that it was being kept in. Can we let him go? Yeah, I'm going to... So seeing that the troglodytes are dead and it's kind of backing up, I'm going to I'm gonna sort of just wave my hand to, to Hugo and Thorn as if to like you know, say to back back out from the pen and I'll back out as well to clear the space so that it, it can see that there's like an easy passage into the big cavern and, and hopefully it can see the other cave of exit and I'll just say, be it, free. if they've been keeping you captive here, you're not captive anymore. Please be free. All right. It'll uh, jaunt forward and on its way, it'll, it'll grab up one of the bodies of the troglodytes and uh, take it with it, with him out yeah. of the cave. That's what's up. Free Willy Punch. Good job. Cave is quiet again. Oh. It's two dead troglodytes. One dead troglodyte, because the bear took the other. <laughs> oh, that's true. <laughs> One dead troglodyte and some troglodyte goo. <laughs> hmm. Let's go somewhere else. Let's go into the, the square tunnel. Square tunnel. Okay. Did anyone, did anyone even get hurt? Did any of us get hurt? Yeah, nope. I got bit. How much oh, did yeah. you get? Oh, yeah. Oh, sorry. I got four. Four bite. <laughs> four bite damage. <laughs> Maybe Cass will just check on Thorn and make sure she's okay. I got four Are you bite gonna damage. She's going to turn into one of those things. We should just put her out of her misery right now, Cass. <laughs> Quick, before she has time to resist. <laughs> I just roll my eyes and walk to the co- the square thing. Can I also so examine yeah. the stonework a little more closer, now that we're there? Yeah, it's just, it, it, it was like once a natural tunnel, but it's been widened and the kind of entrances have been framed a bit by um, just rough work. 
but nothing of any exceptional quality. Um, it runs for about 30 feet and then opens into another cavern. So there's descending fissures that open up abruptly into a very high cavern. It's ceiling easily 40 feet or more overhead. There's a stairway across the cavern from you that continues um, to wind uh, up along a ledge that follows the north wall of the chamber. And there is a fast-moving stream about five feet wide that runs across the floor of the chamber from north to south. And then it disappears under a stone overhang on the southern side. I like water. Is everyone else following along here? <laughs> this is an exciting That's chamber. A, that was a, a lot of it. A lot of description. Um, there's, there's water a stair- there's a, there's and a, stairs and a ledge. A ledge. North, south, east, west, baby. I don't know where anything is. <laughs> that zero, zero direction in this place. North, west, east, south, baby. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, all directions available. What up? Yeah, you're, you're like walking out to a cavern. It's high. There's a stream that runs just in front of you as you come in. And there's a large, rough staircase that works its way up uh, quite a ways. Like up, up. Yeah. Can I go down? Like, like 40 feet up. We're trying to get into the, the, wherever the dwarves were. So presumably that would be. Are we? Aren't we? <laughs> I don't remember what our mission was. <laughs> <laughs> I remember we had to come here for something. Tim, do we want to go up? We turn to Hugo. Why are we here? <laughs> Why are any of us here? But the will of the gods. And I make a grand sweeping gesture to nothing. Uh, do we want to go just, up or cast down? just nods? Yeah. <laughs> do we want to go? We, up want, or we down? want to get into the keep. We want to get into the keep because we are looking for something that might give us more information into. Blank. Tom, pop quiz. What is it? (laughs) (laughs) You were sent here for some of the treasure and for, it was just, it was also like a general contract for you guys to to work on in advance. But one of the main goals was these weapons that Durgenden was legendary in making. Okay. Let's go up the staircase. Yeah, we got to go to where the dwarves were. Staircase is the only way, right? It's either up the staircase or like hop in the river and ride it down. So then there's an overhang, so I think it would stop there. Or, or back where you entered into the southern tunnels. Right. Those are your, those are your options. Yeah. So staircase, yes. Stairs. Yeah. Let's do some stairs. Stair montage. It's the only way I travel is on stairs. Stair montage. It's just like. <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> How do you do a stair right. montage? Just like just every running up the stairs. Everybody's working for the weekend. <laughs> running, up the, running up those stairs. Running up, running up those stairs. <laughs> yes. Oh. <laughs> it's got to be an 80s song if it's a montage. Oh my gosh. I think we all might be a little overtired. <laughs> Hey, as Cass sings, walking up these uh, rough-hewn stairs, uh, unfortunately, you guys are going to have to roll initiative again. Yes! You've, you've disrupted... You've disrupted a nest of sturges. 
Sturgeon and they are now in the water. Sturges? They are oh, fluttering in the air. Not, not sturgeons. Swooping around not you. Sturgeons. <laughs> <laughs> like the sturgeons would be in the river. Yeah. No, sturges are a, a horrid monster that looks like a cross between a large bat and an oversized mosquito. I don't like this. Uh, that is its horrific. legs have sharp pincers and it's got a long needle-like proboscis that slashes the air as it looks for food. Oh, I don't like anything about that. 25. Oh my god. Was that with a natural 20? How did you get 20? Do you have a plus 6 for initiative? Yeah. Good lord. It says plus 3 plus then when I do the thing, the bonus on the thing. Yeah. Sure. It's one of her class features. Damn. Alright, I got a 20. 15. Motherfucker. Pretty good. Pretty good. I'm getting the urge to purge these sturges. <laughs> Yeah, so four of them are flying around, uh, but as you look up at them, you guys can also tell that um, in the high ceiling, uh, there's probably likely more of them. Like cool. this is this looks like a nesting area for them. Glad how, the how big is the staircase? Should we just get the fuck out? Staircase is probably how yeah. How far up did we make it before we came across the nestings? It's probably about a hundred feet of like travel to go all the way up the stairs, and I say you're. Maybe 30 or 40 of the way up the steps. We're almost Can we see what's at the top? There. Like the ledge? Oh. There's a ledge? Uh, at the top, it just kind of opens up into like the, a hole almost in the ceiling and levels out. So it doesn't look like if we just get to the top that we have like any protection from these sturgy boys. <laughs> no, there's no like door or anything at the end. Shit. Okay. All right. Let them come. Let's beat them. Thorn, you're first. Um, 17 to hit. Oh yeah, that gets them. Eight damage. Uh, yeah, as soon as you make contact, thing falls dead. Oh, okay. They're quite weak. You easily cut it down. Nice. There's no one else in front of us, right? Only one? Uh, there's four, but they're, like, flying around you. So, you say, like, you know, with timing, you can attack them out of the air. Like, should Boney try and attack? Sure. 22. Did you say 22? Yes. Yeah, that's fine. Yep. <laughs> he uh, swings his sword, and I don't even need to know the damage, because it will kill. Yay! Another one falls. You hear shrieking. Above you. Don't do it. Another one bites the dust. <laughs> Hugo, you're, uh, with your glowing shield in hand, continue to be swooped at by two sturges. These sturges are swooping. Um, and I can only see two of them. Uh, yes, you can see two that are like uh, swooping close to you, but you can hear others. I'm going to hold my action until I can see three, like within... Within 120 feet. Okay. Up until uh, then, I'm just going to move my movement speed up the stairs. Ah, uh, okay. Good, good. Uh, Cass, you actually, I don't think I got you in the order there. All right, so I'm going to, I, I, are any of these things within like quarter staff distance of me? Yeah, you can, you can attack at one. I'll swing my quarter staff. 12? That does not hit. All right, 
and then I, if I want to run up the stairs, is it going to get an attack of opportunity at me? Uh, I'll say no. They're kind of like in movement. I you can make do that. Move. All right, you move up the stairs. Thorn, one of them swoops down at you. And that's a 24 to hit. <sighs> yeah. Damn. Why are these bad guys loving me so much? Got that sweet, sweet blood that the Skeeters want. Yeah, he pierces you for five damage and then attaches to you. <gasps> cool. That's disgusting. How big are these things? Like the size of big bats. Gross. Yep. Very gross. <laughs> Picturing those things in Stranger Things. Another one swoops down and attacks Cass for 21. Damn. Yep. Six piercing damage. You. And he latches onto you. Well, I don't like that at all. All right. And it's back up to Thorn. Kill this thing so hard. What are you going to. Wait, what are you going to. Stab it. Oh, okay. Oh it's God. on you. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to stab it through. Through you? No. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm not stabbing myself. 12, which I know doesn't hit. No, it doesn't. What about Boney? Yeah, he's going to try and uh, grab the bat off of me. Yep. What is a grabbing the bat off of me? Uh, just, <laughs> what am I rolling? It's realized. <laughs> Is he actually trying to, like, should he try and stab it without stabbing me? It can just use its action to okay. uh, pull it off of you. Okay. So he, he does that. He pulls it off and it kind of flaps uh, in his hand. Can he stab it now, too? Or just, is that his action? Uh, that would take the action to remove <sighs> it from you. Okay. Well, he has removed it from me. All right. Uh, Cass, you're a little way up the stairs uh, from Thorn. Um, but other than the one attached to her, there is one still in the air. That and was attached to me. There's one attached to me as well. <laughs> oh, yes. They're, you're both hooked up. Sorry. Yeah, I'm just going to grab it and pull it off me, I guess. if that's Or it, instead of pulling it off, can I just try and, like, crush it with my hands? Like, you can make a weapon attack against it still. Yeah, like, it's on I'm, you, but you can... Then I'm, like, swinging a quarterstaff at myself. Can it, wouldn't it be easier for me to just, like, grab it with my hands and crush it? That's what it... Like, I'm pretty big. <laughs> I mean, sure... I feel like I um, could do that. So just like a strength? Just throw like a d20 and what would that be? I guess you could add your strength modifier to it. That's a nat 20. Whoa. Okay. <laughs> um, roll like a d4. Plus your strength. That's going to be a 4 because my strength is 0. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you rip it off of you and crush it in your hands. I smash it on the stairs. Spit on it. Very and good. I take, gonna... And I take my movement. <laughs> okay, you move on up. Hugo, you're you're up the stairs. No, no more have come down from the ceiling. All right. I'll just keep an eye out, and I'll just keep on moving. Um, and yeah, I guess if there's if there's none within range, I might dash this turn. Okay, if you dash, you can make it to the top. Um, as you reach the top... Another you... bear comes charging out. <laughs> You're you're in a bit of a room. It's got a 30, 30 uh, feet high ceiling. There are two large stone exits to the north and south 
Um, there's several old skeletons uh, that lie scattered near the northern door, uh, and a gate of wrought iron stands in the western wall. Uh, it looks like this is uh, pretty sealed up, and uh, the stench of these um, sturges is kind of all around the staircase. Is it sealed hmm. up enough for you, Hugo? So three doors total in this room? Yeah, a door to the north and south, and then a big uh, wrought iron gate. On the other side of the gate, you can see there's like boxes and junk all like piled up um, to kind of uh, oh, fill in the gaps. Yeah. We'll see about that. Okay, cool. Yeah, I guess I dash, so I can't do anything else this turn. Okay. I'll just yell out, coast is clear, I think. The one sturge that um, Bodhi Danza ripped off of you, uh, he struggles to get away and fails. And you can't really do anything to Bodhi Danza. Can't bite him or anything. He's just bones. <laughs> <laughs> so, Thorn, it's back up to your turn. And uh, as it comes back up, you do notice two more sturges come down from the ceiling. All right, so I'm going to make my way up towards the sturges. Okay, you're going up the stairs towards your, your party. Mm-hmm. The one that was near me? Sorry, was it is it gone? Bonnie's uh, gone. Like, Bonnie's got it. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. In his hands? Yep. Cool. Uh, are you going to use your movement, or you gonna, you could dash for double should movement? I maybe try and kill the thing first, and then use my movement? Yeah, because he tried to do something to Bonnie, and it didn't do anything. Let Bonnie hold him. Just dash. But it takes me like two seconds to smash him, and then I can dash. You can't dash if you smash it, because that's taking an action. Right. I didn't mean that. I'm with more men. Use my movement. Um, yeah, Candice, you can't dash and smash. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm more so was just thinking move. All right. Yeah, so I will. You could smash and dash, though. <laughs> All right, I'm going to just dash, I guess, and get up to where my party is. Okay. Um, and then Boney's going to crush this bat. Yeah, just roll like a d20. Attack. Yeah, I did already, and I just kept it, because it was a good roll. Because I realized last time when I grabbed it, and I was like, no. All right, what is, is it? It's a higher than a 14? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Boney, like, uh, throws it to the floor and, <laughs> and crushes it with his foot. Yeah. And then he'll... he'll shamble up the stairs towards you yep so the two that you saw come down from the ceiling aren't really close to you guys they're kind of in the room uh lower on the staircase just kind of flying circles in the air and initiative goes to Cass. so am i up in this same room as yeah you're up the stairway i'll say you're like just approaching the entrance you can you can kind of just uh, see over the ledge at the top of the stairs to the room. And from where I'm standing, can I see the the nest? As you kind of come to the top of the staircase, you can't uh, see all the way up into the uh, cracks and fissures that are in like the high ceiling in the room with the staircase. Okay. And there's a door to the north and sorry, one to the north, one to the south, and then a gate somewhere? A gate on the... Uh, west wall and nothing else in this this room otherwise nope like you can make a perception check on the room to see if you can get uh any details yeah i'll do that okay 
That is a 20. Yeah, that's pretty good. So, yeah, on the west wall, it's an iron gate. Uh, It's pretty heavy, but old, like a little rusted. And there's all sorts of junk piled up on the other side of it. The door to the north, you now notice there's a few skeletons near the door. Uh, Looks like, you know, people people killed long ago. Bonnie's like, yeah, family. (laughs) And the door to the south looks pretty clear. It's it's closed. It looks like it has some kind of uh, lock on it. And I mean, do we have any indication from where we are, like of of a heading or direction? Like now that we're inside and we've kind of gone up these stairs, I mean, I guess we all that we really know is that we're trying to get to wherever the the dwarven stronghold was, but we don't really know. The, the best sense you have is. Uh, like you entered from the east, but you immediately went into caves. Um, you you have headed westward, and you're going up. Um, the orc entrance that you knew of was higher up on the west side of the mountain. So it seems like we're basically almost in the middle of the mountain going straight up. Kind of. Straight up to the west, yeah. Okay. We're still on initiative, though, so it's not... I, I can't really, like, just hang out and talk to my party so i guess i'm just gonna go i'll i'll run over towards the gate to the west so i'll use my movement to go over there and then that's where i'll hang out okay uh hugo you're next up um yeah i guess um seeing Cass, like i'll guess i'll go over there with him and maybe i can get his help to lift up the gate we can get through there temporary uh shelter so as you approach the gate, you can see that um, it's got a lock that's uh, heavily rusted. Did you want to try and just pull it open is what you said? Oh, there's a lock on it. Okay. Hmm. Maybe I can take out my mace, which I never use, and try to smash the lock. Sure. Swing oh, mace. It. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's more decorative than anything. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's a solid gold mace. <laughs> decorative mace this is our like the mace that we use to crack open lobsters at home (laughs) it's a lobster mace okay um so i have a total of 16 to hit the lock yep and roll some damage four points of bludgeoning okay you hit it you kind of hear a crack but it's still kind of connected i think maybe another good swing might all right do it I think I need six more seconds and then I'll swing again. (laughs) (laughs) The um, two Sturges from lower down move a little bit higher on the staircase, but um, they're, I guess, Thorn, you're a little bit behind. They don't quite get to you, but they're close to you. And the initiative will go back up to you, Thorn. I'm going to keep going. Yeah, you work your way up. Mm-hmm. Leave the Sturges behind you. There, you see uh, Cass and Hugo smashing a lock of an old rusty gate. Seems about right. Um, did I just use my normal movement, or did I dash? Um, what are you thirty feet? Yeah, like yeah, that gets you like right up into the room, pretty close to the gate. I'd say, if that's where you want to head. Sure. And Boney also is coming up the rear. Yeah, of course. Do you really like 
range attacks you could use on these stupid things? I have a short bow. Shoot one. I'm going to shoot one. Yeah, okay. Maybe. <laughs> no. Okay. It's 11, and I need more than that. So you just shoot an arrow down the stairway back where you guys came from. <laughs> it goes through Boney's ribs. <laughs> He's like, what the fuck? <laughs> there was something behind you. All right, Cass. A single tear drops, like, comes out of his eye socket. <laughs> <laughs> can I, Can I see these things, the Sturges, from where I'm standing? If you were to, like, look back down the stairs, then then you can see them flying about. I mean, since Hugo's already attacking that lock, maybe I'll go... I've got these daggers. Can I try throwing a dagger at one of them? Sure you can. That's 18 to hit. Yeah. Dagger sails through the air. What's the damage on a dagger? I have no idea. I think it's... Well, it's going to be enough. It's at least a 1d4, and then you probably get some plus you've got some dexterity right yeah yeah so it the dagger hits and this one of the sturges falls uh down below the staircase onto the ground below nice hugo you're gonna smack this gate again yeah do i have a flanking bonus on the lock with cast next to me or, or what i ran away oh, i'm just oh fuck <laughs> I no run. i need your help <laughs> don't run. leave me alone with this thing <laughs> with this lock and my gold mace. Uh, 14. <laughs> yeah, and then roll some damage. Ooh, six points. Six points of bludgeoning damage. It shatters. Nice. And uh, pieces of metal fly away. Yeah, fuck you, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> Katie, like, laughed from the other room. I could hear <laughs> The, the last Sturge kind of flutters into the room, many of its uh, family dead, and I think Boney's probably the closest. It's going to try and bite Boney, because it's dumb. Stupid idiot. He's already dead. And it doesn't actually even meet Boney Dance's armor class. Thorn, it's your turn, but you, you could always have Boney go first, too, if you want. Sure, Boney's gonna smash the one that tried to bite him. Smash with his sword. The broad side of the sword. Oh, natural 20! <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> wow. Boney's upset. Right, describe it how you like. Boney's really emotionally upset because I just shot an arrow through his ribcage. And then this thing tried to bite him. And so he's taking all of his pent-up rage. And uh, just... I, I would like to imagine that Without the sword, he just sort of grabs him with his hands and smushes him and just disintegrates him. But I know that I can't do that. <laughs> no, you can do that. You got a 20. Okay. Yeah, that's just, fine. You can do that. He uses his bare bony hands and just crushes him. He juices him. Yep. Gross. All right. So you're out of initiative for now. No more Sturges are coming up the stairs towards you. Yay. So gross. So this place is fun. Yeah. So all of you are in the room. and. But now the door's open. Let's go. Well, should I mean, there's those other doors as well. Yeah, but this door's open. Let's go. Might be worth checking the others in case they're just like... Yeah, but this one's open. Well, the other ones might be easy to open. Look at the one with the skeletons. I don't see any lock. 
easier mm. to open than an open door. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Hugo. Listen, if, if we don't go through this gate, then my dad wins, and I can't have that. I mean, I guess we don't have a choice then. I just take a huge sigh and go, okay, Cass, I'm learning to play well with others. So I'm going to walk over to the skeleton door and look at it. Uh, so as you approach, you see that this door is carved in the image of a glowering dwarf's face. Um, you see large hinges securing it to the wall. And uh, you have dark vision too, right? Yep. What's your passive perception? It's a good question. It should be at the very bottom of your stats on the left side. Yeah, it should. What if that's blank? <laughs> What's your... Wisdom? Yeah. Plus one? Or twelve? Right? Yeah, mm-hmm. something around there. Just roll me a perception check. Thanks. <laughs> Can we go with the the twelve? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. 11. <laughs> so yeah, you see this dwarf face door standing in front of you. I actually, it just has passive wisdom perception, so. Anyways, yeah, big door, dwarf door. Looks angry. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to yell back, hey guys, this dwarf door looks angry. Holy shit, it's like a wide version of my dad. <laughs> <laughs> Do you uh, have wide. any history in this sort of... Like with dwarves? angry, no. angry dwarf door. No, I have no history with wide father. <laughs> <laughs> Can I roll as any sort of history check on like the carving? If it could mean something with the glowering dwarf. Uh, yeah, you could try that. I have rolled so many eights with this set, this one d twenty, and history is zero. Eight. You don't think of anything. <sighs> Anyone else? Cass, you wanted to check the other freaking doors. Don't just sit there silently. I had uh, 18 with history. Cass goes to check the other door. (laughs) The other door to the south is locked, and your check for history... Like, you know, dwarves do a lot of intricate uh, carvings to express, like, the purpose or the the feeling behind things. Uh, You can tell this is, like, dwarvish work that's been here... Uh, like a long time. That's about all you can tell. So, skeletons, angry dwarf door. Is that door locked? I'll shout back, my door's locked. Is your door locked? I don't remember. These skeletons look like they're like the um, the remnants of the, like a sturge feast, or do they look like they they died trying to open this door? Perception check me. Ooh, that's no good. It's a, it's a nine. I'll I mean, also- they died... Around the door, because that's where their bones are. <laughs> I'm going to roll and also wonder the same thing. Yep. 22. Okay. Not only can you tell that uh, on a closer inspection, the uh, bones are actually kind of burnt. Um, but in that realization, when you look back at the door, you notice that there are eight small spouts carefully worked into the stonework about 10 feet above the door. Woo. Hey guys, this might be a fire door. I didn't notice they were burned just by looking at the skeletons before. No, they're like old dead skeletons. I mean, it burnt their flesh. It didn't like burn them to the bone. Yeah, I guess. 
But just on some of the equipment that still remains is kind of charred, and it's a bit like sooty mixed with all the dust and everything else that litters this place. Uh, there's no visible lock on it. Bony! All right, we're going to stand back real far towards the lock door, and I'm going to try and get Bony to open the door. Okay. You're really regretting letting me have my friend, are you? <laughs> hey, it's part of the team. Okay, so Boney Danza will listen attentively and walk over and open the door. And as he does, um, you hear a large thud and like a, a weight dropping. And then a flammable liquid starts pumping from the holes, lighting the area 15 feet uh, around the door up into, uh, well, fire. And... <laughs> Bony Danza is going to take 10 damage. How much health does he have? He can come back, though. Uh, he can roll a deck saving throw. 14. Okay, so he does manage to move aside a bit. So he's only going to take half damage, so only 5 damage. Um, it kind of gets one side of him, but his arm remains on fire. <laughs> oh, he's like Ghost Rider. <laughs> Okay, so now what? Is the, door uh, open? the door stands open. Um, but engulfed in flames. No, 15 feet around it is engulfed in flames. Yeah, the flames that hit the, the floor and everything go out, uh, but Boney's arm still continues to burn. Extra source of light. <laughs> Boney, give me your arm. I need a torch. <laughs> no. Let's get in there. All right, I'm going to. Can I put the fire out of Bon on Boney's arm? Yeah, you can Using take his an action. Deer, his deer uh, cloak? cloak. Mm-hmm. Is his yeah, top hat okay? Yeah, you managed to snuff out the fire. His, yeah. his top hat took a little bit of uh, scorching. What about, what but about it didn't his, light up. What about his scarf? His scarf's fine, actually. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, that was close. <laughs> and yeah, on the other side of the door, as you take a look, it's a very small room that reveals the full extent of all the traps counterweight mechanism, as well as a system of pipes that connect uh, the spouts to two 20-gallon copper drums. Is anyone proficient in alchemist supplies? Nope. All right. Damn it. So all that's behind this door is the actual trap mechanism. That's it? (laughs) Yeah. Sorry, guys. It's just a trap door. Fucking dwarves. <laughs> Angry dwarves just making a door to burn people? They could have just as easily not put a door there, and you know what? Uh, okay. Gate. Yeah, wait, Let's wait, go wait, to wait. the gate with the what? I'm going to take my water skin and fill it with this. Get these copper barrels. Are they, like, open on the top? No, they're sealed up. <laughs> we can't open a bong, dude. We tried. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh... You don't feel like you would know enough uh, to know how to approach safely removing this fluid. Plus, I feel like it would just scorch up your water bag thing. Well, it's flammable if it has a, something to ignite it, presumably. Anyways, can't get it anyway. All right. Sorry for wasting your time, guys. You want to check the one in the south? It's locked. Yeah. Can anyone pick locks? I pull out my lock picking tools and just heavily stamp over there. <laughs> This is the worst place ever. 
All right, I'm going to use my lock picking tools to pick the lock. Wait, I should look at it first. Yeah, I'm going to say, like, how's the lock? <laughs> Wait, can, I'm going to perceive also to see if there's any traps on this one. I'm angry. So it's, it's a 13 perception. Uh, you don't notice any traps. It's just a solid door with a good lock on it. All right, I'm going to try and pick the lock. So 19. Oh, yeah. Yes, you hear a click and the, the lock is disabled. All right. I'm going to open the door. Okay, you open the door, and on the other side, you see uh, a room that is cluttered with crude furnishings. The air is hazy with the smoke of a small cooking fire. Dozens of yellowed skulls are suspended from the ceiling by frayed Uh. ropes, strung through the holes, punched through the bone. An orc in a ragged black robe looks up from her work, her face twisted with an expression of rage. Hey, girl, hey. (laughs) Roll initiative. (laughs) Hey, girlfriend. (laughs) What up, Roz? That's going to be a four for me. Eleven. Fifteen. So along with the one orc in the black robes, there are also two other female orcs (gasps) in the room with her. He said she's busy at work. Like, what work? Uh, if you had to take a wild guess, some, corda- some kind of shaman-y work. Shaman-type work. You know, there's some cauldrons, there's weird regents. There's some, some like, skin scrolls on, like, the crude desk that she's at. Yeah. It's good work if you can get it. <laughs> yeah, for an orc. How does one get into shaman work? Yeah, you're born into it, usually. Oh, I thought maybe you applied on Orcopolis. <laughs> I like that. No. Okay. No. So as they all come to alert from you guys walking in the door, uh, Thorn is the first in the initiative. Right. How close am I to uh, stabbing one? Uh, it's a small room. It's only like twenty feet by twenty feet. Um, the desk is all the way across from the door you just came in, and the uh, two other female orcs kind of on the left and the right side of the room. I'm going for the shaman. Shaman. Shuman. I'm going to go and stab her in the face. Okay, so you cross the room with your rapier drawn. Now I do have to ask, there's a desk in between you and the shaman. Do you go around or do you go over? Over. Heck yeah. (laughs) I don't think it hits. 14. No, it um, puts up a small shield. Blocks your attack. Of course. Uh, what about Boney? Uh, I guess he's just gonna follow me and also try and stab her. Okay. Gruesome twosome. He's gonna use his dice. You're better than mine, apparently. Nope, they're not. Not this time. It was 11. Yeah, doesn't do it. Okay, next up in the order is Castan. I rolled a 4. Are you sure? Oh, I thought it was 14. I thought it was 14. Just 4? Oh, no, you gotta wait. So actually, the other two orcs, one of them, well, one of them will go to defend this shaman, and will attack Thorn. What did you expect them to do? (laughs) (laughs) So she's she's got a great axe that she swings down at you from the other side of the table, Uh, but she rolls a nine. Nope. 
So it doesn't quite have the reach, and the axe just hits the table, destroying some work. <laughs> um, the other orc goes and will move towards the door. I guess none of you have moved into the room, so they're going to stand and at the entrance with their axe drawn. I'm trying uh, to block us? Well, trying yeah. to block us out? Stand Thorn. in the doorway. Thorn moves she, into she the room. She holds the axe up over... Oh, you move. Uh, sorry. Oh. Thorn Only Thorn. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but it's blocking the door, staring okay. at you guys. Oh, I get you. Raising its axe, uh, standing ready for a fight. <sighs> okay. And then it goes to Hugo. Can't we talk this out? <laughs> no, you will die! Whoa. Yeah, they speak calm. Yeah, it was the shaman. Hmm. It was the shaman, huh? Shaman. Okay. Okay. I'm I'm unimpressed with this. You know, we picked the lock fair and square. And they're in, <laughs> wait, hang on. Yeah, they're in here squatting. It's like this is a historical site, you know, there's there's heritage value here. You can't just stay in here rent free. How menacing does the shaman look compared to the other two? Pretty menacing. Um uh, it's you know, it's clearly in charge. Um it's also rare to see like an orc doing, you know, irrelevantly studious work as this one is, and she's got quite an intimidating aura. Okay, I say to the one in front of us, "Block this," and I cast magic missile at second level, all going Damn. at the shaman. Ooh! Now can that cast? You've got an orc standing in a doorway between you. Is that able to get around through the doorway? As long as I can still see the shaman. So the little uh, magic missiles just skirt around this orc. Okay. Yeah, they're like little little hunter seekers. Okay, so it's four bolts because I'm upcasting it. Yep. Do you need to roll to hit or does it hit automatically? Hits automatically. 11 points of force damage. Wow, so it crosses the room and even winds its way around Thorn as she, as she had hopped over the desk to get at it's like her. Yondu's, uh, like Yondu's arrow. Yeah. You know? <laughs> mm-hmm. It's and then I yell, points. do I have your attention? Yeah. You'll have my points. attention when I take your head and place it on my wall. Oh, well, that's a bit much. <laughs> uh, Cass, you're up next. All right, how big is this room? Like 20 by 20. I'm going to cast Fairy Fire so that it basically encompasses everyone within the room, but not Hugo and myself. Yeah. So everyone inside the room has to make a deck saving throw. Thanks. I'm sorry, you happened to run in. All headstrong like you always do. What do I have to beat? 13. Natural 20. So, uh, the one door, uh, the one orc in the doorway saves its throw, but the other two are now glowing with fairy fire. And you are last in initiative, so it goes back up to Thorn. Wait, I also cast Shillelagh as a bonus action. Okay, and you're not last in initiative, actually. The shaman is last in initiative. And she is going to cast a spell. She chants some words, and... She looks at you, Thorn, and she says, Grovel. I love you. What? She says, Grovel. Oh. You have to make a wisdom saving throw. 
17. Okay, you feel Ooh. a magical effect attempt to control you, but you resist. And you're in combat with the shaman, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, she does nothing else, unfortunately. And now it's your turn. So if you attack her, you have advantage now because she's uh, lit up by fairy fire. Yes. That means sneak attack. 25 to hit. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that hits. 17. Good God. I'm pissed that she asked me to grovel. She's quite wounded now, but still stands. The fierce look on her face. The two orcs go next. What about oh, Boney? Boney. Boney, oh, right. Boney. Boney was right there, too. Boney also gets don't advantage. Wanna, don't want to piss off Boney. No, he's very good. He's not really a meat shield, is he? No. <laughs> Bone shield. Uh, 17 to hit. <laughs> that does hit. <laughs> but I don't understand how he's so good. Slasher real good. Seven. Damn. Seven damage. Okay, the other two orcs. The one close to you guys is going to attack Boney. <gasps> Not Boney. Orc's an idiot. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> that's an 18 to hit Boney. Yes, I believe that hits Boney. And it deals 10 damage. So Boney's still alive, though, right? Yes. Okay. The other orc is standing in the doorway will attack Hugo. Bring it on, bitch! <laughs> oh. It brings it on with a 17. <laughs> if only you had done one better, you would have hit me. Ah, oh, so you block <laughs> its attack. Yeah, right into my shield. Alright, Hugo, now you have a chance to retaliate. Will allow me to retort. <laughs> Hugo's so obnoxious, I love it. Mm. And the, the, the shaman's looking pretty rough. Yeah, but you are engaged in combat now with an orc. Let's try this again. Inflict wounds. Like as as uh, yeah, we'll see we'll see if I hit before I start describing the awesomeness of my attack. Yep. Come on, for the love of God. Natural twenty. Yes. Oh. <laughs> Tim was so excited about that. <laughs> All right, Tim, tell me what happens. So I uh, she, she uh, the orc swings. Axe goes into my shield, and then I just like reach a hand out and grab the orc by the hand, and I just like make eye contact and I say, "This is going to hurt." Hey, so what's the rule with uh, with crits? How are you wanting? Is it rolling pl- and just doubling it, or how do you want to do it? So yeah, this is a spell, right? But it's an attack spell. Yeah, I have to. It's a it's a melee attack spell. Like I have to touch them in order to do the damage. Because I think uh, the way I think we did it before, which I liked, was one full amount of damage from the standard roll, and then a, and then a roll <laughs> afterwards. So it's a chance for double, oh but you at God. least get that nice full full attack. So the base damage is three d ten. Oh my God! <laughs> and then I'm gonna add sixteen points on top of that, so this orc is gonna take forty-six points of necrotic damage. Oh I mean that kills it. Gosh. Just overkills what is, it. What does that do to this orc? <laughs> it's necrotic damage? Yeah. It's just gonna So melt. at first it's its arm starts to 
wither and almost rot away, and then it spreads into its chest as a look of horror gets into its face, and its neck shrivels, and its face goes gaunt, and it collapse, collapses, just dead, like it's been dead for years. This room probably smells so bad now. Just dead. All right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna like whistle whistle at the shaman. Like I really want to try to bring this combat to an end, and I want them to like gaze upon my works and tremble. Damn, that was fiendish. Well, Cass is next up in order, so I would just yell, "Behold, what fate awaits you!" She just screams back in anger at you. I mean, the doorway's open now. Yep, coast is clear. <laughs> <laughs> you guys want to come in here or? Okay, so in terms of the the shaman, if we're kind of straight in front of it, if basically what okay, what I'm trying to ask is if I were to thorn whip this thing and pull it towards me, would Thorn get an attack of opportunity as it passes her? I think the difficulty will be I because there's I a would, desk, I think right? there's too many people. Well there's there's Thorn and there's Bony. I just think there's too many people blocking your your Thorn whip shot. All right, Unless you like moved into the room thorn. enough, maybe around the side, but yeah. No, I'm just gonna run over to the other orc, the mm-hmm. one that no one's hit yet, uh, and I'm gonna swing my quarterstaff. Okay. And I've got advantage because of fairy fire. Yep. And that's gonna be a 17 to hit. That hits. That's gonna do nine bludgeoning damage. Okay. Good hit. Very strong hit against this orc. It feels it. And after a crunch, <laughs> Cass, Cass, look, Cass says, feel my retort, and looks back at Hugo, like, looking for... <laughs> for, uh... Approval? Approval. <laughs> Give a thumbs up. Not totally accurate, but you know what? It's, <laughs> it's, got, it, it's more suitable to the mood than, like, syntactically perfect. All right. Then it's going to the shaman. So seeing the damage that you guys are doing, she is going to uh, disengage and move towards the west wall. And she presses a hand kind of just against a portion of the wall. And you see a kind of secret door kind of latch unlocked, not all the way open. Then she turns back and says, burn in hell. And throws a bottle of fairy fire, or a bottle of uh, alchemical fire at the floor. It's kind of similar to that. Yeah. What a GDB. So she uh, tosses this bottle. It hits the desk. It erupts into flame. Um, You and Boney Danza are going to take 1d4 fire damage, so 2 fire damage. And yes, the fire bursts, the desk catches on fire. Um, One orc stands next to you, heavily wounded, and she's attempting to flee. And you're right, sounds like a good time to end this. We can finish off this combat next time.